coming up next on Contemplate. When we are honoring each other, and I wouldn't say just leadership or just this or that. Everybody, all of you have your parts. All of you are part of the body of Christ. If we're all honoring each other and we're all working together, there's going to be shalom, wholeness, peace within the body of Christ. He, that's what he's asking for as this parent to the child, right? Be at peace. Be at peace. We're in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 12 through 28, and Pastor David is teaching us about servant leadership, not the kind of leadership you might know all too well, with puffed-up people trying to keep you in your place, but servant leadership, the way God wants things to work. Here's Pastor David. Leadership is about service, serving, washing feet, not raising up, kneeling down, crying with those who are crying, rejoicing with those who are rejoicing, cheering for those who are succeeding, comforting those who have faced failure. That's what leadership is, service. I know that there's a lot of people in this world that look at leadership very differently that look at it as a way to, to tell people what to do, look at it as a way to gain glory and applause for themselves, but there's nothing Christ-like in any of that. That's not what leadership is. And, and when he's talking about recognize those who labor among you, he's saying recognize the leaders. You know, Paul would have, would have set up an eldership in that church. He's saying recognize the people who are, who are pouring themselves out for you, not the people who want to stand above you and look down but those who are serving you. See, when I was a young man, I was a bit of a bottom head. Since my mom's here, I have to say bottom. Um, I was a bit of a bottom head. Um, and I would sometimes put people down to embarrass them and to make myself feel better or to get a laugh at their expense. Some of you are thinking, wait a second, don't you do that to Glenn every week? <clears throat> No, it's not the same. Here's the difference. I love Glenn with all my heart, and he knows that. I serve beside him. I would lay my life down for him, and he knows that. And so the relationship that we have can go back and forth. He knows that everything that I say, I say in jest and in love, and that all of you love him. It's a very different thing than when you're in high school and you embarrass somebody in front of everybody for your own benefit, which is what I used to do from time to time. That's not leadership, right? Pushing other people down to try to raise yourself up is not leadership. It's just evil. It's just evil. Um, the world wants to lord authority. Some of you have a boss at work, and you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have been pulled over by the wrong police officer, although most of them are great, great folks. Every once in a while, you get the wrong one, or security guard right? And they are just, they don't even know what to do with themselves. They're just so puffed up with their own authority, right? Or teacher or whoever, right? Lawyer. You know what it looks like when someone's drunk on their own authority. That's the opposite. That's the opposite of what leaders in the church are supposed to be. We're about loving people, not about being above people, not about being above people. It's about playing your role, and as a leader, oftentimes that role is something that, that most of the stuff you do is stuff that nobody sees. 
Stuff that nobody sees that you do so that the body can move forward. Stuff that nobody sees that you do so that some brother or sister of yours can move forward. We understand this, I think. We've taught a lot at Acts Church about leadership as service. But there's one part of leadership, servant leadership, that a lot of us struggle with. And that's one of the things talked about here when they use the word admonish. Scripture talks about admonishing. Admonishing. Leaders are called to admonish. This is what Microsoft Word when you just click synonyms, these are the synonyms for the word admonishing. Reproving, cautioning, reprimanding, rebuking, reproaching, scolding, chiding, and warning. Now, this is where we run into problems in our very independent, self-governing culture, right? We're Americans. Nobody tells us what to do. Nobody calls us on our stuff, right? By the way, it's not just Americans from the Northwest that struggle with this, okay? Or God would not have been urging the Thessalonians to deal with this 2,000 years ago. This is a human nature problem. We don't like accountability. We don't like the idea that anyone would have authority over us. I mean, just the idea, (laughs) it's very upsetting, right? We just don't like it. We don't like it. And so they struggled, and us Americans in the Northwest in 2019, we struggle with it too, maybe worse than some. We're pretty independent out here. And people have become so afraid these days to exercise proper spiritual authority. They're afraid of people. We don't want to say anything that could be interpreted as rebuking or reprimanding because what if people leave the church? What if they leave? Now, you have to remember, put yourself in in Thessalonica in the first century. You come up to me. I'm out, you know, whatever, doing something I shouldn't be doing. I come to church just totally hammered, you know, or I'm I'm in the back drinking the communion wine, whatever, and you're like, you shouldn't be doing this. I'm like, oh, who are you to tell me? And I march. I'm just going to go down to the church down the street. There was no church down the street. It was just them. There was nowhere to go. You got along or no, you just had to get along. You had to figure it out, right? There was no other option. If you're a Christ follower, you're going to be in his church and there was only one. Now, pastors are so worried about exercising their calling to sometimes reprimand, to sometimes admonish. Because what if somebody goes out and they don't have to walk far? A couple streets, right? Maybe a mile. And what do they find? Here's another church. And maybe these leaders won't admonish me for my stuff. Right? It's a fear. It's a very unhealthy fear. It's a very unhealthy fear, but it is a fear because we are so against being called out. So against it. I mean, people will leave a church because they don't like the color of the curtains, let alone being admonished, rebuked reprimanded, reproved. They don't like that, right? They go look for somewhere where that's not going to happen, where it's not going to happen. Now, we don't like accountability. That's true. Now, this was written to new believers. They would have struggled with this, with accountability. This was written to new believers. But some of y'all old, some of y'all been in church a long, long time, and you struggle just as much as a new believer with this. In fact, I'm not sure that I haven't had 
as much or more issues with people who have been in the faith a long time than I have with new believers who really struggle with not getting their way, who really struggle with being reprimanded or reproved, or even having it suggested to them that they aren't perfect in every way. Something to think about. Some of you are like, wait a second. I thought we were Protestants, like Protestants. So we're against all that leadership. We left the Catholic Church and, and all that leadership. I'm using like a Southern accent now because that's just kind of how I see this person. Right? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Don't take any of that. We left all that, right? We're Protestants. We're allowed to take the Bible and we just interpret it by ourselves. And nobody gets to tell me what it says. And it's just me and the Holy Spirit. And that, that's just nonsense. That's not what Protestantism ever was. Okay? The church at the time, and there was no Catholic church, it was just the church. Okay? The church at the time had major leadership problems where they were doing really evil things. The Protestants weren't saying, from now on, everybody's their own interpreter of scripture, and there's no authority, and there's no leadership. And there's no, that's not what they were saying. They were saying, we're not going to go sell indulgences. Let people come pay you some money so they can go do something really bad, and it's going to be okay with God. I mean, there's some messed up stuff going on. Okay, that's what they were protesting. They weren't protesting the idea of authority. Everybody has to have different parts. All of us have to play our own roles. God has called some to leadership, servant leadership. Servant leadership. Don't get it messed up in your head. It's servant leadership, but it is leadership. And there is a call to admonish, and there is a call to sometimes rebuke. There's a call to sometimes exercise authority in the Holy Spirit. And I know that we don't like that. People, I've, you know, I've been around people who, they get so fed up with evangelical Christianity's view, some evangelical Christians' view, that they can just take, that anybody can just take the Bible with no training and maybe not even that much work and interpret it and say that their interpretation is just as valuable and valid as a professor of New Testament studies who's been studying for 50 years, who can speak Greek and Hebrew, and who can do all the rest of that. But theirs is just as good. And the thing that's, that they really don't like about it is that the interpretation that those people get of the scripture seems to always suit their jacked up lifestyle. It's like, man, that's amazing how you're always able to interpret it in such a way that you can continue being a hypocritical sinner. Like, oh yeah, I'm pretty good at that. That's not it. Now, the Holy Spirit does guide you in studying Scripture. Don't hear me wrong. You should study this for yourself. You should let the Holy Spirit speak to you. But the idea that, that there aren't people who God has put in your life to help teach you the Scriptures is nonsense. You will not find that idea in the New Testament where Paul's just like, go, do whatever you want. No, he's teaching. He's writing the Bible, Right? Okay, I don't want to get too far. I just have had friends who have literally left Protestant churches and gone either to Catholicism or they've gone to Eastern Orthodox or they've gone to something like that because, and I don't think it's about theology. I think they're so fed up with private judgment, with the idea that everybody comes in here and thinks that they're completely on their own, they're completely autonomous, that it's not a body of Christ with Christ at the head and establishing leaders and establishing all of us to do our part, but rather every one of us is our own little body of Christ and we do whatever we want, whenever we want. 
And there's no authority, and we're not called to a church, and we're not called into a body. We just do what we want. We interpret it how we want. Let me just tell you, that's not true. And if you try it, and I've seen people try it, you usually end up kind of off in some weird places. So that's, I'm just going to give you that one. I'm going to leave that there. I know that there have been leaders in the past in churches who have not been servant leaders, who have not, had the, who have not labored for the people, who have not desired their best, but have been wolves in sheep's clothing. No doubt. Guess what? Those kinds of people existed back in Thessalonica too. There have always been people who will take advantage if they get the opportunity. Your job is to be discerning about who that is, not to suggest that because some people do that, that nobody could be a good servant leader. You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Your job is to be discerning. Has God called me to be at this church? Has God called the leadership that's at this church to care for me, to protect me, to labor for me, to cry with me, to rejoice with me, to admonish me, to hold me accountable, to help me grow? That's the question you got to ask. That's the question you got to ask yourself. I'm accountable. I'm accountable to the elders of this church. It's a good thing because I need it because I'm not going to grow without it. That's why the church was originally set up to have a plurality of elders. We keep each other in the leadership accountable, and we help keep everybody accountable because we're looking out for them, because we care about them, because it comes from a place of love. It's not about titles and ladders and being above people. It's about service and love. But sometimes a loving thing to do is to call other people to account, and here the Holy Spirit is saying, you need to respect these folks. You need to respect these folks. Because sometimes, bottom line, sometimes you all need to be admonished, just like me. My wife is an expert admonisher. <laughs> I mean, she's good, okay? Um, seriously, that sounds bad. I'm actually not making a joke here. My wife is actually really good because she knows me really well. And she knows how to hold me accountable. She sharpens me through admonishing me in love. She really does. And anyone who is called to be a follower of Christ should desire to be led by good leadership, especially those who are being called into leadership. Those who are being called into leadership should desire to be led by good leadership so they can see what it looks like. Should be desired to be led by those who are led by Christ. So you can see what it looks like to let Christ lead and to let service be the basis of leadership. You should all want that. I want that. You should want it. Last thing it says, be at peace among yourselves. Look. Peace, shalom, wholeness, the body of Christ. When we are honoring each other, and I wouldn't say just leadership or just this or that. Everybody, all of you have your parts. All of you are part of the body of Christ. If we're all honoring each other and we're all working together, there's going to be shalom, wholeness, peace within the body of Christ. He, that's what he's asking for as this parent to the child, right? Be at peace. Be at peace. Even when that means you got to be admonished. Next little section here says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. Now this is to every Christ follower, not just to leaders. Warn the unruly. Warn the unruly. Just like leaders have become afraid to say anything, so is everybody else. I say, warn the unruly. That means you've got to do some admonishing of your own. And you go, oh, I can't do that. Who am I to tell anybody else what to do? Who am I to do that? 
Look, if you're wondering who you are to do that, let me tell you who you are. You're a child of God. You are part of a royal priesthood. You are saved, redeemed, baptized with the Holy Spirit. You are people who are going to have eternal life. Do you not know that you're going to judge angels? You're in a place to warn those. You're in a place to warn those who are in trouble, warn those who are walking towards sin, to warn the unruly. But we're so afraid to do it. Well, I shouldn't say that. They'll get mad at me. They might. But if someone was, if we're looking at a street and the bus is coming and our friend is there and the bus is there, are you going to do that the way that you do stuff about all the other sin that you see? You see your, your friend in sin, they're getting drunk all the time. You can see their life is starting to go down, but you don't want to say anything because who are you to say anything? Mm-hmm. So you're like, hey, maybe, maybe you should stop drinking. I don't know. I mean, I just don't really know. Maybe you should. That's about as much as you'll do. Is that what you do to the bus guy? Hey, hey, there's a, um, there's a bus coming. What? There, there's a bus coming. What? There's a bam. Dead. Right? If somebody's got a bus coming, you go, hey, let me warn you about the bus that's coming. You're going to hurt. And we, want, we don't want to do that with each other because we don't want to get in each other's mix. We don't want to get in each other's lives. Let me tell you something. You're in each other's lives. You're the body of Christ. You're brothers and sisters. You're in each other's lives. Don't pull any punches. We're not going to move forward by being so nice that we never call each other to account that we never warn each other. And some of you are going, whoa, whoa, hang on. I've had issues with this before. And you're wondering, how do I know if it's not a good idea for me to do that? Let me tell you, this is really easy. If you're thinking about admonishing or warning your brother or sister, let me tell you how you know you should not do it if you want to. If it seems like it would be fun. If you're doing it with anything other than pain, sadness, then you're not, you shouldn't be the one doing it. If somebody is doing something wrong and you're like, ooh, I can't wait to get in there, do some admonishing, I'm going to admonish that. You're not the one. You got issues to work on, okay? Like, woohoo, we got problems. If you love confrontation, we need to counsel, okay? It's not good for you. It should be at a heart of, of brokenness for them. You should desire to see their best. You should desire to keep it quiet between you and them. You should, you should be in pain at some level for this person. You should be treating them like you would want to be treated. How do you want to be treated? You don't want to have nobody ever admonish you. Trust me. What you want is that people would admonish you in love gently and help you. That's what you want. Nobody wants to just keep going mm, down the drain. We need each other. We really do need each other. God has designed the body of Christ so we can grow and become more and more the people he wants us to be. Pastor David will talk more about this important topic next time, and I hope you'll join us. I also hope you'll join us here at Axe Church. We're real easy to find in Vancouver, Washington, and you can get all the info you need at axechurchnw.org or give us a call at 360-885-9000. Thanks for listening, and we'll look for you next time here on Contemplate. Contemplate.